Stan with Texas Whiskey Crew. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's another week. We've got Steve. Hey, y'all. Nick's here. How's it going, guys? And um, if you watched our last video, Skip's here also. So welcome, Skip. Hey, guys. We appreciate you being on board. And, uh, you know, just wanted to kind of start this week off talking a little bit about what's going on in the bourbon world. And we might touch base a little bit on uh, some things we did on the video earlier today and kind of take it from there. But just wanted to open it up and say welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dave. And if you didn't know this already, Skip is a local celebrity here in New Braunfels. Uh, you know, we've talked about it many, many times, and uh, we really welcome your insight tonight. And any other kind of BS you got to impart us with, we're always happy to hear that as well. But we're coming into this... Uh, now, nah, I guess it's on a Tuesday night here. We're doing this uh, coming out of the weekend. Um, quite quite the weekend this weekend. I know everybody had a busy schedule. Everybody had stuff going on. Uh, I myself uh, was the first timer at the uh, the F1 Grand Prix up in Austin. Uh, and I think we're going to do a, an episode on uh, whiskey or bourbon and F1, which the two of those don't mix while driving cars. <laughs> so note to that, but we'll talk about it a little bit. No race car driving and drinking bourbon. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that, but I got to do a real quick, uh, shout out to the, uh, to my good friends that came out for this race. And that's, uh, Mr. Brent Tappen and Jim Tappen, his brother, uh, joined us here in the, in the great state of Texas. And, uh, we really had a good weekend. Uh, I told them they should check our, our podcast out cause nice. you know, we're there, but I want to give them a shout out. Thanks. Thanks for the good times, gentlemen. We may have drank a little too much, but uh, it was fun. That's for sure. That's a whirlwind weekend. Isn't oh it? my gosh. Yeah. I just, I don't even know where I'm at right now. So much going on and, and so many things happening. Um, I didn't do three days last year. We went, I didn't go this year, but last year was crazy. And we went, I know Steven and you and I went to the pit day and then um, we were at qualifying, but it's just uh it's a madhouse. So I'm sure you're you're probably due for a for a good rest. Oh yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Nick? Uh, how did your weekend end up? Oh, I was busy. You know, living life. Living life. Just uh, it's like baseball all weekend. That's my life, kids. Yeah, yeah. I heard you picked up a Ford Pinto. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I picked up a, a new GT500. Oh, that's different than a yeah, Pinto for sure. A little bit faster. Doesn't blow up when you get rear-ended. Uh, well, let's, let's not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's still four. <laughs> we might need to do a podcast testing that. <laughs> Definitely. That we'll be out here very much. It's got 960 horsepower to the wheel. Good Lord. Yeah, that's a good damn time right there. And unlike a McLaren, it doesn't have any side damage on it. Oh, so. damn. <clears throat> We're not bitter or anything yeah. at all about that. <laughs> I would force them out for my car, but there's car up here. If we know who, <laughs> if you know who you are, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, what about you, Skip? Uh, how, about, how about your weekend, man? Did you make it through? Oh, man, I had a great weekend. I, I heard you were on TV. I saw some footage. Yeah, yeah made, made the television set and everything. My mom now knows who I am, so it's great. <laughs> We uh, we went up to Eugene, Oregon. Uh, went to college game day. Watched uh, watched the Ducks uh, <laughs> pretty much dominate a game against UCLA, which was which uh, a lot of people were picking UCLA. So that was a great result. And you know, of course, got to celebrate that. So you know, had a, had a few drinks. Good times all around, right? Good times all around, absolutely. But I did learn I'm no longer a 22 year old. Uh, <laughs> you know, frat boy. <laughs> Next day, no. Uh, yeah, I can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. We're we're, we're uh, certainly uh, rated whatever the hell we're rated here, but uh, we we don't mind language. No, but uh, you know, if you're watching that game, you saw a couple a couple of dudes with uh, 
bald heads and green mohawks. You know, there you go. That yeah, was Skip. Skip and his friends. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and who who we shouting out on that? Your your friend Rob, Robbie Robbie Van Camp Robbie Van yeah. Camp Robbie Van Camp and Skip definitely huge Ducks fans. So we're, we're glad they won that game. Good good that you're out there. Yeah, that's fun. And yeah, you've been to a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a couple of times. That's awesome. Yeah, I try to try to go to one home game, one away game, and then one bowl game every year. It's like my routine. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's a good routine to have. Yeah. I think we want to jump into this a little bit. Uh, and this episode is going to be talking a little bit about the uh, bourbon and whiskey industry as a whole uh, and kind of where everything's going. Uh, we're in a different place than we've been uh, as far as like what's available, the product selection sure. out there and just, you know, how much is out there. I've, I've talked about, I've talked with y'all over here and, you know, whether or not we're, we're moving towards a glut or something like that. Uh, but now we have Skip here, who his background, uh, he, he's run two very successful uh, liquor store chains in both Colorado and Texas uh, and done over 100 barrel picks himself. So what what better person to ask uh, than the man himself here to, to get a take on what direction this is going? And what's, what's your take on this? Do you think we've got too many people out there pulling MGP, pulling other source stuff from Bardstown or even, even Dickel? Uh, you know, is the market going to be oversaturated or are we just going to treat it like wine and just go, go to the next thing? Yes. It's really kind of an interesting time right now because I think we're, we're seeing a couple different market forces happening. Obviously we've seen a bourbon boom, you know, the past few years and, and a lot of people have started to jump on board and to your point, they're all kind of sourcing from the same place. Um, but there are some some craft distilleries out there that are doing some fun things with it once they get it. You know, some barrel finishing, some different char levels in their barrels and things like that to differentiate themselves, uh, which I think is good. I think if you're going in that route or you're a new distillery and you're going down that path, you're in a good spot. Um, but if you're just buying the barrels, put them in a bottle and selling them and, you know, and everybody's buying MGP right now. Or even Bardstown. Yeah, I don't think that it's a you're doing much to differentiate yourself, and and your label is really the only thing that's going to sell your product. It's it's kind of an interesting time. It, it very much reminds me of the the craft beer boom, but the difference was that during the craft beer boom, they weren't buying you know they weren't buying distillate from from all the same source, right? Right. So they all had their own juice that they were bringing to the table, and so you had that variation. That their was own recipes and their yeah. own you know, but. At the end of the day, you know, we got to a point in craft beer where everybody made IPAs. That's what they did. And and then, then you started to see the the consumer enthusiasm start to slow down a little bit. And that that is a concern, I would think, would be a concern if I were in, you know, on the producer level. If I was buying MGP juice right now, like, okay, well, it's good. It's I mean, the, the juice is great. I, I like MGP. I have no problem with it. But what are you doing to make it different from the guy next door to you who has the same... Same juice. Well, it's gone so crazy in the market that you can no longer find a 16-year, a 17-year, a 15-year barrel out there anymore. So everything is this much younger um, unless they decide to sit on it. But, you know, honestly, people are paying such a premium for for these barrels that they would honestly be foolish to sit on it. Um, And so, you know, it's hard to find something that's going to be an older product that's going to be you know, a little bit more mature in its flavor. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're just, you're starting to see that. Nail on the head. I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of distillery owners that do buy MGP and I've previously gone there and picked some old MGP from them. 
And I've gone back to, to that well and they're like, Hey, I can't even find four to six year MGP right yeah. now. You know, it's all getting bought up. And you know what they're saying, I, I don't know how valid this is, but they're saying that there's a lot of, you know, venture capitalists out there right now that are buying up bourbon that's four to six, seven years old and just hold on to it. Now, eventually it'd be great if that's, you know, start hitting the market, but for right now, I mean, distilleries that are that are sourcing MGP, they're having a hard time even finding four-year-old MGP. Yeah. yeah. And who's going to get a six-year-old and then sit on I mean, it'd be nice if you had the capital to sit on it for 10 or 15 years and then dump it out there. But, you know, you could also miss your boom. Uh, yeah. We know when bourbon wasn't one of the hottest selling spirits out there and, and you know, that, that market really has kind of ebbed and flowed. So, you know, you're taking a risk if you buy something up now at a four and five year and sit on it for a decade. Yeah. And then we're also seeing kind of an interesting downturn in the economy and how that affects consumers as they go into the stores. You know, there, there was a time where when I could pretty much go to a store pick and I wouldn't even really worry about what the retail price on the shelf was. If the juice was good enough, it was going to sell. I don't care if it was $115 or if it was $70, it was going to sell. But I'll tell you over the last six months, that's really, really, really changed. Um, and that that customer is, is you know, that was $115, $130 buy, no problem. It's like, okay, yeah, that's good. And, you know, we're tasting with the tasting counter, but they're like, well, what do you have around 60? Yeah. You know? Um, oh. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. How is that going to affect things too, you know? So it's like, it follows everything else. It's like the, uh, you know, the housing market, the car market, everything else. I mean, the economy is a, a direct impact on every industry. And I suppose if you're, you know, if you drive a diesel pickup, like a few of us here, it's, uh, it hurts like hell to pay four fifty nine a gallon. If you're in California, I really feel bad for you uh -huh. uh, for a number of reasons, but no. Okay. <clears throat> I'm having some microphone issues. Dave's over here playing with it. So microphone. Yes. Yes. The microphone. <laughs> yes. The microphone. See, there's problems. Anyway, we're, we're sorry that y'all are paying too much for diesel and that, but it does impact your, your budget. Um, but I wanted to transition this into, and I appreciate the, the insight on that, that you've had skip, but, uh, I want to ask Nick from a completely different perspective. Uh, for those that don't know, Nick, Nick's quite the collector, uh, has most, all of us beaten all of you guys at home for sure beat on his collection of whiskey and bourbon. It, it's very similar to, uh, I believe what's that library in DC that you got to walk around for like a, an hour to see everything. The library of Congress. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like that, but different. Um, <clears throat> uh, you could relate it to the yeah. Cabela's gun library. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. the gun library. I mean, hundred percent. Most of them are high points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know guns, that was a good joke. That was a really good joke. <laughs> no, but you, you've got a great collection. So why don't you tell us a little bit kind of about where what this means, you know, for you. I know it doesn't dramatically change stuff, but it is going to change, you know, your availability and kind of how things work, especially, you know, what we're seeing on the, the limited release and, you know, tater yeah. style stuff. I honestly haven't noticed a difference hilariously on secondary sites. If anything, secondary sites have actually gone up way more. It's kind of funny how that works. Um, I haven't seen any secondary stuff go down. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, you know, with Buffalo Trace coming out saying that they're going to like pretty much quadruple their uh, amount of, uh, of releases and stuff like that and everything that's coming up. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm, I'm hoping. Sorry. I'm just watching them, I'm watching them pour like four ounces. <laughs> 
Wardstown. Yeah, you got some, you got some Scooby Doo over here. Some chat put in the boat. They're pouring like eight of it. I just got like a yeah, like a seven ounce pour of a hundred fifty. Just so you know, when the first batch came out, it's one hundred five. I think it was one hundred fifty to one hundred eighty dollars a bottle, and they're going on secondary for like a thousand dollars. And we were lucky enough to where we found a couple of bottles. And these boys are just drinking it like it is a daily pour. So you say, I've got a $300 shot then here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's worth it though. It's good. This, this one doesn't have dickle in it though. Okay. This, is, this one doesn't have dickle. So we, we did go through that. Do you know? So it has Tennessee in it. So where, yeah. where's it from? Dickle. It's dickle, yeah. Oh, so it does have dickle. Yep. Okay. This one does. The first oh. one does not. I thought you said it does not. Okay. Oh, no, it does. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So wow. it's a 10 year. It's got a 10 year Tennessee and a 12 year Kentucky. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So we were talking about that. Do you know where they source that 12 year Kentucky from? I Because it would have been Bardstown. It wasn't Bardstown at the time. I really don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I could ask around. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I, I'm honestly, I, the first time I had the first one, it was phenomenal. Um, and this one is still really good. I don't think it's as good as the first batch, but it's it's still a dang good bottle. It's usually hard to find, but we've been just seeing it freaking everywhere down here. We walked in and got one at a Costco. We walked in and there's some in town yeah. here. I mean, it was just, it, they're everywhere. It's crazy. At least it seems to have been. I don't know if that was we just got lucky and we happened to be out those days, but I feel like we might have got lucky on some of them because we we lucked out into four bottles when we found it yeah. in, in one of the stores around here. But uh yeah, if y'all didn't catch that, we're, we're talking about the Bardstown uh Chateau du Labad. Uh and that one is the one we talked about in our last video. Um and Nick brought it up. It's a it's a blend of two different juices uh it's a 12 year yeah. kentucky and a 10, ten, year, 10 year tennessee, tennessee. Yep. uh and it's it's outstanding you know it, it really they really did a great job with it uh we we're pretty excited when we found it we in the video we talked about we were over at actually over at next at a party uh when we got to try the first time um it's you know it's some solid juice if you see it out there uh you know if you see it at retail uh, 160 it's certainly it's certainly it's one of it. the few things that i would say at the price point i mean it's a high retail price point but it's worth it um i won't mention a particular colored top bottle that i picked up that was stupid expensive and it tastes like garbage um i'm really not happy with garbage it. is strong yeah it's a strong garbage i mean it's not enjoyable um, Skip will trade you some smoke wagon for it. Hey, that, that'll work. <laughs> um, but, you know, and it's just interesting, you know, flavor profiles, obviously everybody's a little bit different, but um, at the price point, I mean, you know, I'd buy it as much as I reasonably could. So bring was, it up. Was that a wheat bottle? Was that a wheat? <clears throat> it, it was. It was we, a wheater. We, we, don't want people, yeah. we don't want people to yell us if you had it, Skip. I'm, well, no, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm, I have a bottle, so I'm a little disappointed to hear the review. I... Mine's not open. I had it somewhere at his house and had the open bottle, but no, I'm really disappointed in it. Nick, what's your take on it? Because I know you don't hate it. What are we talking about? The the Willet Purple Top, the eight year, uh, the, the weeded. Um, so Willet usually isn't really my jam. Um, I have a couple of greens, a couple of purple tops, like the the tall ones. Mm -hmm. Um, this one's only an eight year. The rest are all I think seventeen, something yeah. like that. Um, so it's a little different. I like it. It's different, but for the Price point? No, I don't. I don't think it's worth it. I think it's one of those things. If someone out there is crazy enough to want to spend more money on it, well, I don't have it because. I mean, it's, it's a, you know what? It's a good. We do uh, pour, buy, or pass. That's always a great way to do it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I rather buy pour at 
a, a restaurant or a bar or something like that to try it. Um, I would never buy that bottle again. You know, I've never done that, but that's that's an interesting one. I would pass. definitely buy a pour of it. I I will be looking to trade my bottle or, or we might whatever. shoot it. That'd be almost as good as the happy <laughs> when it when it came out. It, you know, I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, man, it's an eight year, two hundred and twenty bucks. Like, that's that's crazy, you yeah. know. But. They've got a reputation, and yeah. you know, so I thought, okay, well, it might be worth taking a flyer on. And maybe I got it a pot store, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I got it a little bit over. But have you had the egg salad sandwich there? Yeah. Like, See, I've heard, oh I've heard that the food blow. Like, if you go to Willet, you're oh, there for the food. The food, not for I have juice. honestly heard that their egg salad specifically their egg salad sandwich is like to die for. Like, okay, legit, huh? people like, are like, like egg salad. And they're like, that's the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I might have like one egg salad sandwich a year. And I yeah. went there and I had, I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like licking my fingers and stuff. <laughs> and then I, I realized I was doing it and I was like, well, shit, I don't care. I'm just, <laughs> just looking at me. We're okay. Uh, yeah. and it's, no, I mean, it, at, the, at the price point, it just, but that's, that's a good way to look at it. Buy poor pass. Yep. So, uh. yeah, I definitely pass on that one. Yeah. I mean, I would have bought a poor, I would have been happier to buy a poor yeah. at a restaurant. Mm. Well, I've had a few that I've bought that have been letdowns, and it's always a nice thing to be let down on a forty-five dollar pour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose it's better than spending two hundred on the bottle. Wow, I was laughing, and this is you know going to be more of a uh, not necessarily bourbon related, but I just happened to come across an article, and the guy was doing a review of Louis Thirteen. Um, and you mean Louis Trey? Huh? Louis Trey. Louis Trey. I know. You gotta say it right. Uh, you gotta say it right. <laughs> Which I've had, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most everybody in here's had it. Have you had it? You had it? All right. I had it with you. Yeah, I bought you had it, it with me. Steve had it with me. So, um, but we were laughing because we used to joke about it at $100 a pour. Mm -hmm. All right. And that was a big deal, you know, especially when we were 20 years, 25 or whatever. I believe I paid two fifty at your bachelor party for two of them. <laughs> I believe you did. Yeah. So, 100 and a quarter a pour. They were probably two ounce pours, mm -hmm. but... It's um, a bargain. There's a so, certain uh, no. location near here that is downtown New Braunfels that charges 200 and something for a port. So Ooh. there was a guy and he was in, I believe, Jamaica, but he was just doing a post and uh, I just happened to read it. $650 a port that this idiot paid for Louis Trey. Hey, you know, more power mm -hmm. too if you can have it, but, um, you know, I mean, I've seen bottles of it for thirteen hundred bucks at Costco. Oh, no, like, I, I haven't seen that. You should uh, buy it. You see that? Yeah, I mean, it was a couple <laughs> years ago. But if I come across it again, I'll buy it. And uh, I think a good a good deal on Louis Trey right now is probably around two k. You know, you can get Pappy fifteen pours for like a hundred. Yeah, fifteen. Or you can make In, old fashions uh, with California. Them. One of our friends just got back from there, and it was nine hundred dollars a pour. A pour for well, Pappy fifteen. We saw it in Vegas at probably around the. The 500 mark, mm -hmm. I think, for oh, four yeah. places we were in Vegas. And, you know, I mean, hey, I guess on the flip side of that, if I was a business owner and I could get it, shit, I'd get it all day long. Well, especially uh, in a restaurant, I mean, you're going to get one to two bottles a year. Yeah. I mean, you might as well maximize hold it profit. for the suckers, yeah. right? Hold it for the suckers. That, that opens up a, another question for me since we're still on the whole bourbon whiskey industry. As a as a store owner, you know, at what point, knowing that people will pay well more than something's worth, 
I know for a fact that you as a store owner, when you had it, did not do that. And that is 100% the reason you retained me as a customer. And the reason I talk so good about what you did, because I had an opportunity at everything, no matter what it was at retail value. Now, there are other stores out there. We won't mention any names, LOL, in Garden Ridge, (laughs) that choose to... Um, That's not the one I thought you were going to mention. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, the only reason I say that is because it's a museum in those places. I mean, honestly, it is. You walk in there and they've got these outlandish prices and I won't... No, I'm not going to mention the other one. I see it. Um, I see it from both sides. Yeah. I do. As a store owner, I would see it as like, why am I going to sell this ball to you for $50 when you're just going to go sell it for a thousand or whatever it might be? So I get that side of it. Why am I letting you... I'm doing all the work and you're just going to go in and buy the ball and go sell it. So I see it from that side. I do. I would agree with you there. I get that. But, yeah, and, and it's funny because Paras and I, the, the owner of LNL or LOL, we've we've had a couple of different conversations on this regard. You know, just hanging out, whatever. And he gets the money for it. He does. He absolutely gets that amount of money for those bottles. Yes, it does take him a little longer to sell it. Um, but to me, you know, I'd ask you. You know, you're you're a business guy too. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your reputation worth? No, you're right. Six were six bottles of blends every month, and you're going to charge somebody an extra hundred dollars for it. Is your reputation worth six hundred dollars? To me, it's not. To to me, but it, we did do some creative things to try and and increase our revenue, and also sell those things at a fair price. You know, we would do some store pick raffles, or you know, we would do some things like. Come or do something in the community. Come in and drop a toy off and, you know, for Christmas, uh, you know, for the kids. And I'll give you a raffle ticket and then you can buy this bottle at, at retail. Um, but I, I did try to go out of my way to make sure that when I sold that at retail, and of course, I'm not 100%, you know, going to be successful here. But trying to get it to my regular customers who are coming in and buying the regular stuff from me and who I think are has a reasonable chance of either opening it and drinking it or trading it for something rather than just getting dollars cash for it. You know, if you, if you buy a bottle of well or 12 from me and you go and you trade it for some other, you know, inflated secondary price, you know, I am, I, I, that's fine with me. I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, I used to trade baseball cards when I was a kid. Sure. Same thing, you know, you know, what I didn't want to see is, and, and I will admit that there's, there were some times when I had the stores, where I sold something to somebody and then I saw them posted on the secondary and they never got another bottle from me again. You know, I just, I want it to be the people that are going to enjoy it or at least trade it for something that they're going to enjoy. Well, um, 100% proof of that is uh, Skip's store actually got a certain bottle of E.H. Taylor that was very hard to come by, hard to find. Is that a warehouse C? Uh, the 18-year marriage. Yeah. That you opened. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. They opened it and let everybody come and get pours of it. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, we just had it open at the tasting bar. Yep. You just walk That's in <laughs> and they had it at the tasting bar. But, you bar. know, I mean... And Something like, that you will never see never. anywhere else under secondary. And they had it so just everybody could at least try it because they know that's not something everybody will be able to try. That's and to talk about reputation. Awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if I'm in New Braunfels, I wasn't buying liquor anywhere else. And, you know, it it speaks to what people can do in the industry and allow people to have the opportunity to taste different things and drink different things. Um, you know, what I like about, I mean, all four of us is if you walk into our bar, probably everything is open. 
or if it's not open, we're willing to open it if we just haven't cracked it yet. If you walked in and say, hey, I haven't had that. I want to try it, you know, or I mean, obviously, you know, Nick has most everything and that we want to try, but even a few of the, that he doesn't. And we walk in, somebody has it. Hey, I'll open it up. We'll, we'll have a try. You know, we genuinely appreciate bourbon and, the best and trying different things. things. Is sharing, and especially for people that who actually do know something about whiskey or bourbon or rum or vodka or whatever it might be. And they come in their house like, holy crap, I've never seen that. Can I have it? I'm like, yeah. That's a whole, that's the best feeling ever is letting someone try something that they've never been able yeah. to try before. Or that they've looked at. I love to see the people that have been hunting for whatever it may be. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I've seen people blowing up about Cowboy lately uh, for Garrison. Everybody knows I'm a little bit of a Garrison Brothers person. Uh, so, just a little bit. Uh, you like Garrison Brothers? <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to go fanboy, but I mean, it's... I, it's he's a getting juice. a tattoo out of her head. It's a juice that I appreciate. <laughs> that dude's oh, He's got Garrison Brothers pajamas. Like Garrison Brothers. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Your, your wallet is this thick. If you like Garrison Brothers, you got the Doesn't everybody like their cigars with hundreds? Come on. How are they doing better? <laughs> you get a more even burn. That's right. Um, but no, I mean, you know, and people will, hey, I haven't had Cowboy. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the one that I couldn't get in my collection was Laguna. And Nick had a bottle of it. And we tried it. And, you know, it's and just, now you know you don't need it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I went no. there. Oh, hey, I'll, I'll hey take you know what? You give me twenty bucks, I'll let you have the rest of the bottle. Oh, <laughs> 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 all right. So, that Guadalupe too, while you're at it. Oh, <laughs> Make no, it cool. Cool. Talk smack about the Guadalupe. Yeah, I like that one. I like the Guadalupe as well. Uh, I love wine finish and stuff like that, but that one's just a little, that a little one's from really good. Um, yeah. I mean, so for me, I'm, I'm with you. The Bomar is probably is where, where, yeah, land, where it lands for me. That's, that, that's yeah. 100%. Yeah. Soon, and I hope to hell we're bottling that because that. Oh, be man, that'd be all right. Help. Tell oh. Renee I said hello. All right. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's, she's the most fun person I've ever met in the bourbon community. Okay. She's awesome. I like that. Yeah. She's great. But I, I still won't buy a bottle from her for 300 bucks. <laughs> no. Just Speaking yeah. of, I actually have, when you opened up the, the stores that day, you were getting rid of all your allocated stuff. When we lined up, I was able to get the Skip's pick for that uh, Garrison Brothers. Yeah. So no, that Skip's pick goes good. You donated so to a yeah. it, but I do have a single barrel? Yeah, yeah, he did a single barrel to yeah. for the first charity we did. I've, yeah. done, I've done five Garrison Brothers single barrels. Um, and uh, they're all in my little cellar. I shouldn't so should yeah. measure earlier. We'll open those up sometime. Oh, yeah, because I'll tell you, the, the my favorite was 123.2 proof, Ooh. and it was nothing but bacon spice. Wow. I mean, it was nice. nutmeg and mm. cinnamon, and just like it was delicious. So. Well, we hope to say that we're going to have a Texas Whiskey Crew Garrison Brothers pick coming eventually. I, so. think, I think we might have to pull our resources on we'll, who we know of that we'll, one. We'll work on some work on that a little <laughs> that, bit. That, but. Those are actually a lot easier to do than you would think. Because they're, 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 they're only like, <laughs> they don't encourage he's like crying over here. So, so, they, he's so, excited. so they told us on our last trip up there that right now there's a seven so year weird. wait for single barrel for them. Yeah, you just need to partner with a retailer. And we know if you, you know, know. <laughs> I, used to, I used to know one, but you know. <laughs> I, might, I might know somebody. We'll see what's, we'll see what's happening. And, Are you talking about LOL? No. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you, you know, even though I'm gone, uh, Skips is still doing really good work. Um, Skips I'm still is amazing. I still am uh, partially involved in, in their, their barrel program. I say partially involved. I'm still involved in their barrel program. Um, it just doesn't 
take up very much of my time. But yeah, right. I, I, I well, could probably help you out. Well, we've got Nick's actually imparting yeah, some of his, his whiskey knowledge on uh, on the weekends down there. So if you're Super if y'all around and you know you want to meet the the world famous Mr. Nick Jones, he will be down there. You know, imparting everybody with you his knowledge. Just lost in business. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kenny, Kenny told me uh, he told me the other day we had lunch together and he was flexing his muscles. He was like, "Things have gotten better since you left." Yeah. he goes, "He goes, I hired Nick Jones." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, that did get better." Damn. I've been, I've been telling all my friends. I mean, hell, I honked at him right to hell in the middle of their lunch meeting outside. Yep. I was like, "Oh, it's Nick Jones," and that, that was a bad it was an interview. It was it was bad. It was bad. I mean, Kenny about jumped out of his damn seat, <laughs> scared the hell out of him. But that's that's all right. No, honestly though, Skips is Skips is still a fantastic store. Um, and you know they they've got a lot of good things going. Skips yeah, stores. stores, sorry, oh, lots oh, of stores, like yeah. like like a hundred. Well, we'll uh, San Marcos will open up sometime before November. So okay. yeah, we'll be at six awesome. at that point. So. And that's good. You're, and so you are doing that. You're, you did talk about that. You're going to be in the single barrel uh, program for them. Not only does Skip help us with our single barrels, but uh, has, has jumped in there to do that too. And you're, you're good at it. I mean, I've had, all I'm, I'm going to venture out and say that. I've, I've, had all. <laughs> I've had every bit. Nick probably has that all. I've had every bit of 50 of them. Most of them. Um, and I like them. Your 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 taste profile and what you pick is, is solid. You've got mm-hmm. good taste. Some crazy picks: Traverse City, Remus, Sagamore. I mean, yeah. you name it, man. It's they're great picks. Yeah, and I think our success there uh, was not just me, by the way. It's it's that I was willing to sit back and sit in a team of five or six people and let everybody have an equal vote. You just That's not- Wrong, right? What's it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm right. You no, are wrong. Look, I mean, honestly, you know, I had the same vote as everybody else, and there was quite a few picks that I got outvoted in, and I, I was a little pissy about it, you know. But, <laughs> but then the bottles came in, and I was like, oh damn, this is good. I, I guess I was just having an off palate day. But, I, but really, I think that's what what made me successful picking uh, barrels is that, you know, I wasn't picking just for myself. So, so I was letting the the team you know, pick, pick and, you know, have an equal vote. And, you know, there's a lot of talent over there uh, that they're involved in the barrel picks and, you know, well, there's such a differentiation in palettes for people. And I mean, our very first pick, obviously Nick was on that pick. Skip was on that pick. Steve and I were there. Um, You know, we almost went with a different pick for the first go round and we sat around, drank a little bit more, probably wasn't a great idea, but we drank a little bit more anyway. Um, we're not gonna mention we names. To no, no, no names to be <laughs> no, mentioned. No, I had no names. I wasn't gonna say anything. Don't incriminate. I will. <laughs> but by the end of that, like we had migrated from one barrel to another, and you know, obviously, it's gotten some some decent feedback. It's it was a it's a hell of a pick. Honestly, it's a hell of a seven year bourbon. So. Um, and we got we got another one sitting up there too. We do. We have another one. Our what would have been our first and turned into our second pick. And that's be, because of. Skip. Skip. Yep. And um, you know, that one's being finished right now and we'll we'll pre-sell that in a couple of months. But um quick plug if you if you need a bottle of our Coppler Sky, um, uh, we do have a few left. That that the yeah, that's the pick we're talking about. That's a seven year and honestly, out of all the seven year things I've had, and I'm not being biased because it's ours, I I would go to it tonight if it was sitting up there. I mean it's 
It's a really good pour. I love every. It literally checks all the boxes for me on kind of what I'm looking for. Well, and we're a very local group right now, um, and, and obviously we're working to change that, and we'd love to to expand our reach. But um, the only dig our bottle is going to get is that it's not as well known. Um, you know, it comes out of Colorado. It's not uh, unless you shop at Skips, you're not buying. Well, that's if you're in, if that. you're in Texas. I mean, Colorado's good. Mike was on the was on the news just the other night yeah. up there. I mean, he's he's definitely creating a footprint. He won double platinum, uh, I believe, on his weeded right that he yeah. just put out that weeded. Yeah, no, he's doing incredible work up there. It's just a matter of up until three months ago, he was only distributed in Colorado and I think one other state, and he's picked up a couple of other states. And then in, in Texas, he's only sold at Skips. Yeah, and the reason for that is because I own stores in Colorado. So we had a relationship, we had done some picks together and I found a distributor that would, would just take barrels basically. I'd be like, Hey, look, I'm going to fly up there. I'll pick a barrel. They just need to land on your back dog and yeah. ship it. And so nobody's heard it in Texas. Nobody's heard of copper sky really, right. you know, but my God, when they do like, I've never had somebody try the copper sky and be like, Oh yeah, these guys suck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even some of the reviews of people that were just, somebody that happened to buy the bar buy the bottle and do a review on it. And they're, they're really good reviews. And, um, yeah, you know, the first one I ever had was that 17 years. Oh my gosh. Oh, and oh. it is life changing. So freaking good. Yeah, it is. And, and it's crazy. I never would have known or heard about it. Yep. No, you're right. And, and they've got a blank finished crazy. and I mean, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's stupid. Good. Yep. Um, they did. It's funny. I mean, for me, especially, you know, Skip and I also, you know, the reason the other side of that, I think the reason this relationship worked out and we became friends was the don't tell anybody if you're not my friend. Um, uh, beyond that, no, the reason this kind of worked out is we walked in there and uh, and before I even knew it, I started talking about Colorado and was immediately given shit about how I say it uh, because, you know, I was, I was born and raised there. So for those of you who Colorado don't know, I mean, Colorado. yeah, my, my first 40 years of my life was in Colorado. Well, everybody else apparently says Colorado, but I didn't know this until these, these, yeah, these, no, it's not, it's Colorado. Anything you say, things like Bernie and Manchek and, and things Bear like that. County instead of Bexar. One of my best friends says Manchaka every time. Oh, no. Punch him in the face. <laughs> I do it just to pick people off. Um, but you know, it's funny, and, and that's such a regional thing. Obviously, you know, my wife's from New York and, and the East Coast, and you know, to hear them say something stupid like Houston Street. Or it's, it always like, like intrigues me because I, I I have a friend that says Colorado. Yeah. It's just crazy. That's, that's how I say it. Come on now. Don't be that way. You know, I had ever say you were friends. I've <laughs> Dave gave me a seven ounce pour of $160 yeah. bottle here. Well, Nick says a thousand, but uh, no, beyond that, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting kind of how the world kind of brings people together. Uh, you know, I actually had shopped at his store in Colorado too. So uh, don't look at me that way. Town. Yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was, that was our home. And uh, the fact that he ended up right here back in uh, New Braunfels, Texas, don't say New Braunfels. That doesn't work for me no, or anybody else. There's New Braunfels. All right. Um, there's a website out there that says how to pronounce it. French. I've said nothing bad about the French this evening. <laughs> oh, that was our video. Sorry, I forgot. But, yeah, uh, we're not we're not going there. No, no. But beyond that, um, Copper Sky, and we jumped on it. We touched on it. I'm going to give them a little due diligence because, uh, hey, congratulations, Mike, on your, your new edition, first and yeah. foremost. Uh, awesome. That, that, that's awesome, man. Um, second... 
I would have never found him if it wasn't for you. Honestly, I mean, I knew Old Elk up there. Uh, I, you know, I knew a couple others, but Copper Sky wasn't necessarily on my radar. My gosh, and you can, you know, you you gentlemen can attest, my bar is loaded with Copper Sky, and we did a pick. We have you know two barrels with them. So yeah, well, and just I mean, since we've kind of talked about it, but our next pick will be coming out probably mid year next year, June or July. Um, but that's going to be. Uh, a five-year finished in a stack in a stack barrel. So, it is, yep. Um, should be interesting. We'll we'll get some tasters of it. That's a high we'll ride, yeah. It's a it high ride, ninety-five five, 95 five, yeah, five, five, five and a half years, and um, so know, be so almost six years, but it'll be yeah. almost a six-year, six and a half by the time it's it's aged in that stack barrel. So it'll be really interesting. And, yeah, uh, don't just skip over that. It's aged in a stag barrel. Yeah. It's not a stag junior barrel. No, it is. It is a, it is a stag junior barrel. Well, they don't call it junior. It's not junior. Anymore, it's just called but stag stag, right? It, well, it, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a stag barrel. I believe it was a stag junior barrel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have a B-tag barrel, but nobody gets those. And it's kind of that's like the people in the helicopters at the F1 race. We don't know who the hell they are. They just they're fancy and they get stuff. Those are the guys that have B-tag barrels. Yes. On their plane. Them with the straw and mix them with coke. yeah all right <laughs> yeah they probably do i just offended all the rich people at the f1 race too Whatever. it's all right most of them aren't i don't think there's any french drivers in f1 right now is there there's one really yeah well, who is it in the french but maybe he's yeah. not the host driver right no okay because, you know, he, he has trouble passing I'm, anybody. I'm not going to Google who's right. a French F1 right. <laughs> You almost I was about to, Our subscribers of three go to two. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll just join the Patreon. We have four now. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but no. Well, hey, go check us out on Patreon. Um, that would be good. That would be awesome. And, and we appreciate the support. Because I'm the one that has to say that kind of shit. Yeah, Dave is a supportive one. You have some new balls dropping too. Um, not us. Oh shit! Sorry to interrupt you. I'm gonna get in some big ass trouble here. Uh oh. All right, guys, I'm gonna fess up to that. Um, I apologize for saying that there are no um (laughs) French drivers. The number one in the world um is French. So, and I should know that uh, Verstappen for Red Bull. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was, I thought he was German. No, he's French. He's French. No, that's not a German. French, French. Definitely German. So if you love F1, I'm sorry. I will never talk about it again. Maybe, maybe next week. We'll put Steve's direct email in the show notes so you can send your complaints to him. Let's put his work email in there. Yeah, definitely. You're good no, <laughs> no, I, this is bad news that I, I said that because there's a lot of French drivers. I was trying to say that a few moments ago, but you weren't listening. Oh, I wasn't. You're- <laughs> All, right, so- All right. So we definitely circled way off track as we normally do. Um, well, how many laps are in the F1 race? Let's see. Wait, let's see well, how you, you guys know this. You know why they have so many French drivers, right? Mm, Armagnac? Like. <laughs> There's nobody better at driving away from from scary oh, things than the Jesus. French. Oh, no! Oh. Oh. I'm just saying. That's how you know. Like I didn't have to look it up. I just knew, right? We're really good at that shit. Jesus. See, that's fucking awesome. If if Verstappen was our fan, no, he's not. Wow. 
It's all right. I, mean, I wouldn't have watched him. I paid a lot of money to watch him drive circles. It's no. all right. It wasn't circles. He went around a lot of other. Yeah, he went down and turns and turns. It's not like NASCAR. Turn left. <laughs> turn. At least you can sit in one place to see the whole damn race. That's the only hard part about F1. You well, can sit somewhere and maybe only see your section of turn. We got to sit in a lot of different sections in there. We sat in uh, turn 19 and turn 6. Um, they wouldn't let us in the grandstands, though, because the, yeah. guy, the guy's manager was there. I tried. You know, he said no. It happens. They want you in there hanging out with all those people. And I had no bourbon, so it's usually not a bad time with me if I don't have a lot right. of bourbon. Otherwise, you know, things go sideways. sideways. But no, all right, all right, back off that crap. Um, <laughs> we were we we talked about uh, Bardstown. We talked about whiskey industry. We I talked about one other thing from Mark. Oh shit! Tell us. So I didn't bring it. That's my fault. I'll bring it next time. So when we were up in Michigan, of course, in the park for the bourbon junkies, um, they had Bardstown out at their meetup. And they had the Chateau de la Bogue. It was gone almost instantly, but they also had one called Plantation. Hmm. So Plantation was a white label, and it was my favorite by far. Um, so it's 10 years old. Finished an additional 22 months in rum barrels. Oh, right. It's 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% barley. Now here's the only caveat. So it may or may not be from Tennessee. That's like Diggle Bottom of the Mountain right there. But you, I cannot taste it, and I swear to God, it's so good. I actually found a bottle, and I have it at the house. I forgot it, but we will definitely bring it next time so we can try it. Because I actually Diggle Bottom of the Mountain. Get out of here! Get out of here! That's fine. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. So the first time we watched a video, Serena was like, "What's Diggle?" And so I gave her some, and she was like, "That's the best thing ever." So. Some people just have a tongue for it and a taste buds for it, but you know, I'll tell you what, you could put anything in a rum barrel and I'm probably gonna like it. Yeah, I'm if you put anything in a rum barrel, I'm probably gonna enjoy it. Mm. It, it, I got it, it adds for you later. Yeah, how about my lord? Anything in a anything for those who don't know what lord is, I also found it at Skips. It came with a free. Ornament. Yeah, I would suggest you go out and buy yourself some Malort and, and give that a no, shot. No, for some reason, if you really like people, go to a bar and if they have it, buy everybody around. Mm, yeah. Green's last call. That's and, right. and get some sandpaper <laughs> to fucking lick your tongue with. It's horrible. We only sell it in December for some reason. I think it's because your taste buds are numb with the cold and stuff. Maybe. But yeah. Well, I'm not sure. right now. Second time around is not bad. First time is horrible. I'm pretty sure after I that, you that was in high school. <laughs> well, and I didn't. I had a drink at Green's last call over the weekend, and it's they have their. Uh, Do you drink Malort? Well, they had it in one of their drinks, but it's their one. It's the finished one in the bourbon barrels. Mm. Oh, it's actual, actual bourbon barrel. Well, no, it's, it's Malort finished in the bourbon barrel. Are you sure? Yeah, and well, it was a cast, cast right there. Cast, yeah, and it wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't a bad drink. It didn't give me that. Uh, Horrible aftertaste. I'd it. rather drink hot tub water at the Red Roof Inn. Oh, at the Red Roof Inn. At the Red Roof Inn. Ooh. Well, there we go. See, we're going <laughs> to... It's a good thing we don't have any paid sponsors. No sponsors of Red Roof Inn anymore. Should we talk? So we... Um, we had a nice little pour of some rum earlier. Should we talk about? Oh well, we, we talked about rum finish. We need to do a whole damn episode on this rum. We can, but let's hit it up a little bit because I'll say no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defer on this one because Sk Skip on. has a uh, he brought the bottle and it has a much better understanding. But from a whiskey, you know, bourbon drinker's perspective on this, this thing is solid. Um, I was shocked. I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. And, you know, it was definitely something I'd go back to yeah. for another pour, but uh, why don't you jump on that skip? Tell us a little bit about this bottle. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's Holmes K. 
but the, the rum is sourced from a distillery called Foursquare, which anybody that's a you know real rum aficionado is going to recognize Foursquare. This is a 15-year-old Foursquare rum. It's absolutely delicious. So this barrel got distilled in uh, Barbados. Somehow it got shipped to the UK and then brought back to the United States um, for where Holmes K eventually emptied it and bottled it. Uh, well, after we did the barrel pick, but I don't know how they acquired it. A 15 year old Foursquare is it, that's not easy juice to find. Yeah. That's really incredible. And so I'm not sure how they got it, got a hold of it, but when it, when I taste it, I was, I was doing a barrel tasting with them and I was like, I'm a little like, not sure I'm going to do a rum. And I had that and I was like, yeah, we're definitely doing a rum. Um, and, and this is the one, I mean, it's a, just a great pour, heavy molasses flavors uh, to it. Um, it's excellent. I mean, yeah, we all, I think we all had a pour of it. I don't know if Nick had a chance. I did. Right. Does um, it have like a baking spice at the end or is Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, so you got some, some molasses like that just kind of sits on your palate mm -hmm. for a second. And then a baking spice finish that just like it really just sets it apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've dabbled in rum. I'm not a huge rum drinker, but you know it's it's one of those things. You're like I know what I like, you know, and and that's friggin' delicious. Well, it's interesting. I mean, over the summer I was in the Cayman Islands with the family and um, did a rum pairing and cigars. And you know, normally I mean we we love our cigars and. Uh, this I'll, is at the Motel 6, right? It was definitely at the Motel 6, um, a.k.a. Well. All right. Uh, Motel 6. Yeah. He's hard flexing. I did accidentally <laughs> video call Nick while I was down there. I was like, oh, sorry, man. I'm he was in the bed. Ones. He's like, really? He was in the bed I, yeah. I don't know where it was going. <laughs> it was real weird. But, <laughs> you know, we walked down to the bar, and, uh, and I mean, they had – probably 18 or 19 different rums that were somewhere between 15 and 50 years aged and and being in the bourbon world you know you start to look at it you're like all right well that's definitely not something i'm splashing coke and lime with and having <laughs> and um, they actually did a cigar and rum pairing um and so we sat down and i had three different cigars with three different rums i mean it was a hell of a where was this at it was a where was this yeah this was grand cayman oh. um, you went to the Grand Cayman? I went to yeah. the Grand Cayman, oh. yeah. So actually, I'll, I'll plug them out because it was one of the best places I've ever stayed. We were at the Ritz-Carlton um, in their bar. <clears> and, Motel 6. Yeah, Motel 6. Um, but, they left the lab. You know, <laughs> the, the tab was a little expensive, but... Um, a little? It was... And you you can literally fed half of, half of Mexico for what your tab was. Potentially. Um, the cigars and the rum and the drinks in the bar were stellar. And, and really going back to circling on point... It was the first time I ever sat and drank rum out of a Glencarin or a glass yeah, similar to that. Yeah. It's not Bacardi. No, it's yeah. not. It's not your rum and coke. It's, it's not, not your Bain, is that what you're saying? Um, did you use it, a straw? Did I use a straw on one of them? Possibly. Okay. But that might have been the third or fourth one that we had, and we were getting a little tipsy. I get that. Um, but it was real. I mean, and to be able to sit there and have a tasting profile of rum was something I never knew you could have. And um, this is hands down one of the one of the best rums that it's definitely better than Malibu. I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'll, you know I'm sitting here like, well, this is the last time I'm coming over. <laughs> no, excuse me. Malibu and pineapple. I'm not. No, nah, no. Nah. The reason, honestly, you know, I think one of the reasons we like this is uh, 
This particular one you brought is aged for 11 years in bourbon casks. Yeah. Um, you know, and it definitely has it that I think that, I think that's what's drawing in it. So you're you're getting all the fantastic flavors of the rum, but you definitely you're getting some of that uh residual taste. You could hand that casks. to a bourbon drinker and tell yeah. them. Well, no, I did. I did. And they yeah. wouldn't argue with you. You, you didn't see that? I took so I, I we poured a glass there and I took it down to my wife downstairs because okay. she she's a she's a big bourbon drinker. She uh, likes her stuff neat and high proof. Uh, and I handed it to her, didn't say anything. I said, Taste this. And she took a drink. She's like, Wow, that's good. So that's rum. She, Are you yeah. kidding? That's rum? I said, yeah. It's rum. They had another pick, too. Um, that was at uh, Rolling Fork, right? No, no, no. The, you're talking about Homescape? Oh, this one? No, no, no. It was oh. a different rum, but it was the same thing. It had a very like bourbony kind of didn't taste. rolling fork have that that you had a pick down there is like butterscotch yeah yep yep that was also yeah, barbados uh barbados yeah yeah uh rolling fork rolling barbados fork. maybe that's what it was i just i remember that no that was good too you, if you would have told me it was bourbon i would i would have said yeah i know like you know it just <laughs> it had those kind of flavors that flavor profile yeah and look a, a lot of rums a lot of barrel aged rums and a lot of tequilas for that matter they're all using uh bourbon barrels they're they're all right. second use bourbon barrels. That's not really unique to this pick. Um, it's unique to sipping rums and and sipping tequilas. You know, to to have a good quality bourbon barrel that they're using. But like most, you know, most every reposado tequila is aged in a Jack Daniel's barrel. Okay. Oh, wow. um, but but if you're if you're either. getting like a a real nice sipping tequila, it's going to be aged in. A, I mean, nothing against Jack Daniels, but it's going to be aging in a little nicer bourbon barrel. Sure. So, and then that's the case. Different here. flavor profile. That's probably why we end up with the, you know, the colors we get, right? I mean, they've got to be, I don't know, you know more about rum than I do as far as that goes, but like, uh, like certain gins, I know they tend to age in whiskey barrels, things like that. You know, we call them gin skis, but gin is a clear distillate. Um, so it, it wouldn't have, any, it wouldn't have any color unless yeah. you were finishing it in something other than what it's. Well, I mean, bourbon is a clear distillate. Right. I mean, right. No, yeah. everything's going to come across yeah. as a clear distillate. If it's brown, it's brown because you've either colored it or because you aged it in a barrel. One of the two things. So you shouldn't color it. No, no, no you shouldn't. Well, our very first episode talked about that. We did talk about that. Yeah. But we can't talk you... trash about a certain company because I really want to do barrel. <laughs> no, we, we like them. We, 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 we like them. They, 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 they shall remain unnamed. They shall remain nameless. They shall. Because they uh, do cease and desist orders against people that do say anything. No, we, we, we say nothing. All right, nothing at all. Uh, I want to hear about this later. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, once we turn the mics off, we'll probably Yeah, for sure. Hot mic. And then when we do our barrel pick, we can tell you didn't hear that story. Yeah, so that way you'll struggle. Yeah, well, let's take you with us, Skip. You're 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 you're, uh, you're having a midlife retirement anyway, so yeah, uh, midlife retirement's good. Mid retirement, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a compliment. Midlife, right? No, yeah, I mean, no, I'm definitely. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm maybe two thirds life retirement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, if you touch my doctor, he'll tell you. Should <laughs> <laughs> be too many bourbon and cigars. Yeah, yeah. Too much, too much red meat. So sixty is about my, you know, yeah. it's, it's about my best. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I was in my twenties, if I make it to thirty, I'm happy. If I make it to forty, I'm happy. Yeah. Now if I make it to fifty, holy shit, I'm happy. <laughs> Every time I turn the decade, we're all right. Nope. Yeah, but then when you turn sixty, and you're like, man, if I make it to seventy, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Unless that nurse is giving us fun bath. Sorry, we're going on. That'll be coming up soon. 
I don't know. Dave, these old guys. Dave and I have gotten our asses kicked a number of times by, by us, and not by nurses, but by a by a seventy six year old, seventy seven year old golfer. Well, that is definitely true. So uh, different. Yeah, I definitely have had my hind end kicked by aged golfers. But now, I don't call him aged. He's a, he's Navy man. He skips people. He, he skips people, but he's and, a little older. And, and by the way, we're gonna we're gonna tell y'all. Thank y'all for your service out there. Thank you, Skip, and uh, any of the rest of y'all that served. You know. We yes. know now from talking to Skip, the Navy is better, but we appreciate every <laughs> branch of the service. And uh, on, honestly, you know, honestly, we, we thank you for your service. We appreciate, appreciate y'all. Yep. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be able to sit here and bullshit and talk about dumb, dumb things like we do if it wasn't for uh, folks like you out there kicking ass and, you know, <laughs> keeping us free. I'm just glad we're sticking to facts here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was Air Force. Yeah, ex-military. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's zero chance that uh, your father-in-law is listening to our podcast, so. <laughs> I don't know who he is. But yeah. I'm gonna tell he, he happens to be a general, so, you know. We'll... Yeah, I, you know, we, we, Bob, I hope you're listening, but. Um, I hope not, Bob. We, we appreciate you. Yeah. If you made it this far into the episode, then then, then you're doing pretty good. He might be sleeping. He's asleep. Yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. No, to, if you're. Thank you for all that served and, and all that you do. We we appreciate it greatly. Um, that ties into our next barrel pick um, coming down the road. So there's yeah, we got there. we got a tribute tied in that one. We'll talk about that later on. Yeah, definitely. We'll do a whole episode on that whole podcast. Um, yeah. Before we quit, does anybody got anything else to say uh, that's worthwhile? I have. Oh, one more thing coming up. I'm super excited for. We're super excited that Nick has an iPhone now. Um, yeah, we've anybody that might be an Android user, but uh, not as much as Android user. messages. Yeah. And they're just so excited that there's not a little green. Not a, it's bubble. blue. It's blue when you say it's blue now. That's we awesome. don't have this green BS to deal with. We were so, so excited about uh, that today. We're very happy. So, again, I'm, I'm really big into whiskey, obviously. Been going to a whole bunch of different things. So, last year we went to Whiskey Weekend. Uh, I'll be going to it again this year in March. Um, it's a great time. Some great people were on that. Um, so when we were there, Dixon Deadman was there. So Dixon Deadman was the original batcher, distiller, whatever you want to call him. He was the one that did the blends for Kentucky Owl originally. Once them and the Carter split off and did their own thing and everybody did their own thing, uh, he went on and he kind of just backed out for a while. Well, now he's back. And so he's doing his own brand. It's called uh, 2XO. It stands for Two Times Oak. So we exactly nice. know where that's going. Double oak. That's yeah, going to so be double definitely oak. in my wheelhouse. Yep. Yep. So he's he's coming back. It's going to be, he says unique blend. So usually he's pretty open about his information, his stuff, his blend, stuff like that. So we're still waiting to kind of find out some more information on it. But um, he is dropping bottles right now. Um, I was able to get a couple. So I'm going to have some of those for us pretty soon to try. Um, it's obviously double oak barrels. So Nice. Um, I haven't had anything bad by him. Um, well, history, so history behind them. I mean, those yeah. those are pioneers right there. Yeah. So that you find those original bath bottles, you're, yeah. you're paying a pretty yeah. good for. So them and the Carters. Yeah. So. Anything on your? Well, we appreciate that, Nick. Anything yeah. on your end, Skip? No, I just want to tell you guys, I appreciate you having me out. It's been fun. Like this we'll do it again. Cool. I like what you guys are doing. I'd love to come out again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for coming out. What, sure. You wanna you wanna close us out here, Dave? Yeah, no, um, I don't have anything really big, so I'll be in Nashville next week. Um, maybe we'll do a, a little quick video from Nashville or something like that. But um, 
No, that's it, man. We we appreciate you guys. We we had a good time doing this one. I obviously we went way off track as we normally. No, do. this <laughs> the, the, the Mictors episode is way worse. Definitely, this one was uh, a little bit more narrow focus. We only had a few tangents. We tried not to insult too many um, ethnic groups or, or countries. So I feel like it'd be boring. Uh, countries, ethnic so groups, group. <laughs> Just for the record, whatever. Just for the record, but you know. Yeah, we appreciate you guys, and, and we had fun. So uh, until next week, cheers, y'all. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. cheers. Salute.